Okay, so today's daf is daf ches. And we're going to pick up three lines from the top of the daf, top of the omud. She'efer kira muchanu. The ashes of a stove are muchan, are considered prepared. They are not going to be considered muktza. Now these words were the last statement of the Mishnah on daf beis Okay, and to get ourselves back in this uh, in this concept, we had a machlekes bishamay and bishil about um, shechting a chaya when you shecht a undomesticated animal. We know the Torah tells us that you need to cover the um, the blood with dirt. Then the Mishnah says. So the question is <clears throat> whether you're permitted to shecht an animal if you don't have dirt for it. And then the Mishnah ends off. The ashes of an oven are considered muchan, are considered prepared. And what our Gemara is going to start out with is, what does this have to do with the price of tea in China? What does the ashes of an oven have to do with covering the blood of a chaya with dirt, what we call kisui hadam? So let's get going. Says the Gemara, who's talking about ashes of an oven anywhere? After the Gemara, Amar Rabba, Rabba says, Amar, what it means to say, kira, muchanhu. It's, you're right, it's not a new thing. It's basically telling us that the ashes of an oven are not going to be mukta. Now, as far as what? Who was talking about an oven? So here's where Taisus kicks in for us. And what Taisus shares with us is that, you know, the Torah tells us you need to cover the blood of a chaya or oaf, an undomesticated animal or a bird, you cover it with earth. There's a chiddish. Taisus has to fill this in for us, because otherwise it's like, how are we supposed to know what's going on? You can even use ashes of wood to cover blood. You could use ashes of wood. It doesn't need to be dirt. Since wood comes from the ground, if you burn wood, the ashes are considered like ground, and it, and it suffices. Therefore... When the Mishnah says a about whether you're let a shechtene when you don't have prepared dirt, the Mishnah is ending us off and letting us know. By the way, if you have ashes from an oven, it's also fine. That will suffice. I'm reviewed on Marab. says the name of Rab. The only time you're allowed to use ashes of an oven to cover the blood is when it was already ashes prior to Yomtiv starting. However, if let's say it became ashes on Yomtev, meaning the, meaning the wood was burnt on Yomtev itself, and now the ashes only came into existence on Yomtev, it's muktzah. You're not allowed to use those ashes and spread them out on top of the blood. However, if the ashes are still hot enough to cook an egg on it, it's not muktzah because it's capable of cooking. And therefore, you would be permitted to spread it out and cover the blood. When we say the ashes of an oven, it's considered muchan, it's considered set aside, and it's not muktzah. It's only when it was prepared before yamtif. If the ashes only came about on yamtif, that's a problem. It's aser v'imroi lisleis by Mutter, however, if it's hot enough to cook an egg, meaning it has some sort of a yomtif use, 
then, even if these ashes came about on Yom Tif, it's not Mukta, and it's going to be permitted to spread out these ashes on top of the blood of the Chaya or the Aif. Okay, period. Now, the Brisa continues and says a very interesting halacha. All right? Now, the halacha is as follows. You have blood, you shecht a chaya. You shecht an undomesticated kosher animal, a deer, a bison, whatever. Or a bird. Okay? Or a bird. You have a, you have a chicken. Seder. We know you're going to have to cover those things. Ask the Gemara a question, or we're going to say a statement first. Let's say I happen to have brought earth, dirt, into my garden, my gina, or my chorvasai. Yeah, my, my backyard where I keep my stuff. Now, why did I bring earth there? Does it say why? No. Back then, it, there were many, many, many reasons for people to take earth and, and store it in their backyards, in their gardens, not just to cover blood of a shechita animal. There were many different reasons. We're going to see. Uh, we're going to see what some, of those, uh, what some of those reasons are. What if somebody just happens to have taken earth and he brought it, uh, he brought it into his garden, not particularly to cover the blood. That earth is not going to be considered mukta, and you're allowed to take that earth and cover the blood. And Rav says, It is a person is permitted to take a basket full of dirt into his house and use it for whatever he needs. Gives a drasha in the name of Marzutra Rabba. This is only true that you're allowed to use the dirt for all your needs. This is only true if he puts it aside, he makes it miyuchad, he designates it, he makes it, he sets it aside in a corner, meaning it's not spread out. He, he, he says, you know, I, I'm using this, I don't know what I'm going to use it for soon, I don't know what, but this is going to be earth that. For whatever use, I'm going to want to use it. But I don't know what yet. So somebody shows up, and he takes a basket full of earth, before Yom Tif, brings that earth into his house, without designating what it's for, it's not Muktzah. Okay. Now, according to this, let's we're, we're about to enter a very interesting sugya. According to this statement of Rabbi Yehuda, a person is allowed to bring earth without designating exactly what it is for. <clears throat> and it is not going to be mukta. Here we go. Mesve. We're going to challenge this halacha. They asked a challenging question. Kvi or koi. Two, two different mahalkaman had to read it. A kvi is a hybrid animal which is a mixture of a domesticated animal and an undomesticated animal. Okay? So, we're, either it's a barrier bifne atzma, it stands by itself, or let's say you have, for example, a 
bison that mates with a cow. Okay? And out comes a koi or a kvi. The halacha is, yeah, so, so let, let me introduce for a moment. What's the status of the baby? This kvi, this animal, what would you say? Is it a chaya or a behema? The father's a buffalo and the mother's a cow. Is it a chaya or a behema? What's a nafkamina? Who cares? Well, if that child is considered a chaya, when you shecht it, you have to cover its blood. If it's a behema, you don't. I'll tell you another practical difference when I come across. There are certain fats that are forbidden to eat in a behema that are permitted in a chaya. So what's the status of this kvi? Says the Mishnah, Koi, a kvi, or koi, ain't shecht in a You're not allowed to shecht it on yomtiv. If you do shecht it, you're not allowed to cover its blood because you don't know if it's even mechuyiv in kisi adam. And if it's true that any dirt is not muktza, why don't we cover the blood? Take any dirt that's in your house and cover it up. Says Gemara, one second, according to your reasoning, that you're not allowed to take stam earth. You should allow to use the ashes from a oven or... You could even scoop it out, uh, scoop earth out of the ground, as long as you have a shovel that was stuck in the ground, like we learned in yesterday's daf. Ella de Lesle, what are you going to say? Those options aren't around. Halkanami de Lesle, I'll say the same things over here. Maybe we're dealing with somebody who doesn't have any earth. Ihachi, if so, that there's nothing available to cover the blood with. My area suffolk, why are you telling me don't shecht a kvi? If you don't have any dirt to cover blood, you shouldn't even shecht any chaya. Why, you, why is the Mishnah giving me an example of, oh, by the way, if you have a kvi where you don't know if it's a chaya or a behema and you have no dirt, don't shecht it. No. If the whole problem is that I don't have dirt, why don't we say, don't even shecht a buffalo? A vadai. When you have a vadai chaya, I shouldn't shech that either. A deer. Don't shech your deer. The Gemara says, You're right. That avada is included, but the mission is coming off of a laimi boy. Meaning, Certainly, if I have a deer or a buffalo, I should not shech that on yamtif when I have no dirt. Why? Because I'm going to have to start digging. I, have, I certainly have an obligation of kisoi hadam. I have a definite obligation to cover the blood. So if you don't have dirt, don't shech the deer, don't shech the buffalo, so on and so forth. Avol suffolk, but by the kvi, well, behema, you never need to cover its blood. So shech it, big deal. You don't need to cover the blood of a behema. Yeah, you don't have to cover. Only a chaya, a chaya or an oaf. Okay? Avol suffolk, but let's say I have a suffix. For example, this kvi, it might not even be a chaya. Maybe it's a behema. Maybe it's like a cow. Maybe it's like it's mama. I would say, mishum simchas yamtiv, lishchait. Maybe, listen, you need meat at your yamtiv table. Maybe I would say, takashachtit. Ah, you don't have, you, you don't have dirt. Okay, v'loy lechasyei. So, I right, no. Maybe it's just a behema. 
covered yomtiv, maybe, uh, you know, we're, we're going to say shechted anyway. Kamash Mulan, therefore the Mishra, the Mishra lets us know that even when you have a suffix, whether you need to cover its blood, if you don't have earth available, you should not shechted the covered yomtiv. Okay. Top of Ahmad Says the Gemara, made a tiny sefer. But this, though, we say at the end of the Mishnah, if you do shecht the kvi, you're not allowed to cover its blood on yomtiv. It must be that in the beginning we're dealing with a case where you do have dirt. And, uh, and if you do have dirt, right, so big deal. Go ahead and cover it. Go ahead and cover it. Either way, we're back to our question. No matter what, whether it's a definite chaya or whether it's a suffix, you should not be allowed to cover it. Okay. So says the Gemara, Elamar Rabba. Rather, Rabba says like this. Ashes of an oven are muchan, are not mukta, and are allowed to be used for a vadai situation when you certainly need these ashes to cover the blood. But they're not set aside for a suffix. For example, a kvi. When it comes to the covering the blood of a kvi, you're not allowed to use oven ash. It's muktzah. It's only not muktzah for definite chaya. The suffix my time of life, why can't you use the ashes of an oven by a kvi to cover guma? What's the problem? You're going to make a guma? You're going to make a hole? Now there's a big shayla what this question is because there's no real hole by ashes. The whole question of making a hole is by the dirt. But be it as it may, vadai nami ka'avid guma. So you're going to say, we should um, we should say over here as well, you're going to be making a guma. Rather, the whole issue over here is like Rav Abba. What's the, what, what did Rav Abba say? That when it came, yesterday's daf, that when it comes to digging a hole on Yom Tif to get the earth, the reason why it's not an issue of digging is because I'm not trying to get the hole, I'm trying to get the earth. The malachas machshavas that I'm doing is not the creation of a hole. See, when you dig a furrow in a field, you want the furrow. When I'm digging on Yomtif to get the dirt, I'm going to leave a hole. Is that a construction action? No. It's a destruction action. Because I don't want the hole. It's not what I care about. I care about the earth. So to buy a kvi. We'll say that, well, we'll say the same story of Rababa, and I should be allowed to get my ashes. Ella suffix my timer. Doma of it. Ella suffix my timer. Rather, when it comes to a suffix, what's the reason why it should be a problem? Doma of it, Kasisha. The problem is, you might come to break up and grind the ashes. If there's a problem of grinding up the ashes, it shouldn't be a kvi problem. It should be a any animal problem. Any time you have to cover the blood of an animal, you're going to have to grind it up. It's going to come to an iser in the Torah. Says the Gemara, okay, but we're not concerned about that. You know why? Because when you have a vada'i obligation to cover the blood, you might come to grind up the ashes, big deal. There's a rule. If the Torah commands me to go cover the blood of a chayah, 
that overrides the say of don't grind things up on Yom Tif. And therefore, for a regular animal that's a Chaya, I would be allowed to grind up the ashes to cover it. But by a Kvi, which is only a Suffolk, whether I'm obligated to cover it, I cannot grind. Now, how do we know that an Asay is Doche Alos Asay? When the Torah tells me to do something, it overrides a don't do. So let me explain. We're about to get into this. If somebody has Saras on their foreskin, usually Saras, it's a transgression. You're not allowed to cut up Saras. But if somebody has Saras on their foreskin, the mitzvah, the asay, the positive command of Mila, outweighs the negative command of don't cut off, don't cut off Saras. So let's say you have a baby or an adult. Let's say you have an adult, 50 years old. The man never had a bris mila. And he has saras on his foreskin. Are you not allowed to do a bris mila? You can. Allah is you can. Why? Because an asay is daicha alayis asay. The positive mitzvah is Another example is going to be a four-cornered beged. You have a four-cornered garment made out of linen. Is there a mitzvah to put on woolen strings, even though it'll be shotness? Yes. Right? So you see the assay of mitzitzis outweighs the los assay of shotness. So says the Gemara, that when it comes to, says the Gemara, uh, I don't know why there's a thumbs up there, I'm trying to figure that out. Gone good, okay. Um, when you only have a suffix like a kvi, then you have an issue of grinding it up because you can't tell me the assay of covering outweighs the suffix. I don't even know if I need to cover it by a kvi. However, when you have a vadai chaya, and I'm certainly obligated, then we'll say, yeah, grind up those ashes, get that dirt. I, it's a transgression on yumtiv, it's okay. Because I have an assay to do here. I'm obligated to cover. Says the Gemara, one second. Maybe an assay is a foreskin that has saras, you know, we saw the mitzitis or linen with sitzis. At the time, let me ask you a question. At the time that you're, the wool is on the linen garment, are you getting a mitzvah of wearing sitzis? Yeah. The transgression of shotness is happening simultaneously with my performance of the mitzvah. When you cut saras off with the foreskin, at the time of the cutting, which is the transgression, I'm fulfilling my mitzvah of bris. However, at the time that I'm digging or breaking up the ashes, Gavaldik, I'm not getting a mitzvah right then and there, so maybe it should be usher. Over here, by the Kisoy Adam, at the time that I'm doing the transgression, I'm not, I haven't yet fulfilled my, my, my assay. So how can you even compare this halacha? Just because an assay is docha alos assay, by shatnis and saras, that's because it's happening at the same time. But who says an assay is docha alos assay when it's happening at different times? 
Gemara says, Halekasha, the Bahadi the Kokas Kamakasi. I'll give you a case. You know where the case is? You're shechting the animal right on top of the clumps of ash or right on top of the dirt. And therefore, at the same time that you're breaking it up and grinding it, it's covering. Okay, a good wiggle, a good dance, yeah. Good, good parrot. Says the Gemara, one second. Saif, saif. Yamtif asei v'leisehu. Ve'in asei deiches leisehu asei. Says the Gemara, okay, fine. You got me. You can give me a case where the asei and lose happening together. But guess what? The asei of kisui hadam, does that outweigh the los asei and an asei of yamtif? Every yamtif has asseis and los asei simultaneously. Who says an asei is docha a los asei with an asei? Yamtif has negative commandments and positive commandments. Rather, he says, listen to this, is fascinating. Okay, and I want to introduce Rava for a moment. Let's pause. Before Ella Amarav. And we've said that a number of times, we've said a humorous, call it a joke, call it an incident. It's prescribed to Rabbi Yainis and Ibshitz. It's Kedai repeating, worthwhile repeating, because it's Mamish going to be this Gemara. So even if you know this, just follow along. Because Mamish or Gemara is going to do. A priest came to Rabbi Yainis and Ibshitz and he says, Teach me Gemara. If Yenishayim says, you don't have a Gemara cup, you're not going to be able to understand it. It's, it's, it's not worthwhile for me to teach you. The priest says, try me. It's a very famous joke slash story. He says to the priest, two people go down a chimney at the same time. One comes out squeaky clean. One comes out covered in soot. Filthy. Which one takes a shower? The priest says, the dirty one takes a shower. Rebbe and says, wrong. The clean guy is going to look at the dirty one and say, I'm dirty also. So he'll take a shower. And the dirty guy will look at the clean one and think he's clean, so he won't take a shower. Okay? You can't learn Gemara. The priest says, come on, give me another question. Give me another question. Okay, fine. I'll ask you, I'll ask you one more. Okay. Two people go down a chimney... At the same time, one comes out completely dirty, one comes out completely clean. Which one takes a shower? Zuck the priest. The dirty one looks at the clean one. He thinks he's clean. He won't take a shower. The clean one looks at the dirty one and he, he won't take a shower. Says the Vienna Knives, it's wrong. Why would a clean guy take a shower? The clean guy doesn't have to look at the dirty guy. He can look at himself. He can see, look down. He sees he's clean. He's not going to take a shower. The dirty guy can also look at himself. So the dirty one will take a shower, and the clean one won't take a shower. So the priest is getting all confused. Okay, ask me another one. He says, okay, I'll give you one more. You get this wrong, you're done. Say it. Two people go down the chimney at the same time. One comes out completely dirty, one comes out completely clean. Which one showers? Zuck the priest. Well, it depends. If you look at the first side, then the clean one will look at the dirty one, think he's dirty, he'll take a shower. The dirty one will look at the clean one, think he's clean deja. But the second way, you say, the first guy can look at himself. They go, ah. Says, it's wrong. Wrong. How is it possible two people go down the same chimney at the same time, one totally dirty, one's totally clean? The whole question's a mistake. Why didn't you tell me that in the first place? All right. That's the miser. All right. 
If you follow that story, that's how this Gemara is going to work right now. Here we go. Listen to this. Ella Omar Rava. Rava is going to use this pattern, his beauty. Rather, Rava says, Efer kira Fascinating Kiddush. And that is, ashes of wood are only not mukta for something that you vada, you certainly need it for, but it is mukta if you're not sure whether you need it. Let's explain. Biyaz the Rava Rava's consistent with his own reasoning. Yomar Rava, Rava says, Hichnis offer lechasais If somebody brings earth into his house before Yomtif, why? Just think, you know, back then, they didn't have plumbing like we have and disposable diapers. So a guy's got a child. And he says, yeah, I'm going to bring dirt into my house. Just in case, I need to cover up my kid's excrement. Okay? Does he know that he's going to need this dirt on Yom Tif? No. For a couple of reasons. Number one, you don't know that you're, right, let's say, in our dissolve, it's a one-day Yom Tif, let's say, 24 hours. You don't know, first of all, your kid's going to have a number two diaper. You don't know, first of all, you're going to need it. And secondly, even if your kid, your child, does have excrement, how do you know your child's going to relieve him or herself in a place where it needs to be covered? Maybe they'll make outside the house. You don't know that it's going to be in the kitchen, in the living room. You don't know that. So a guy brings dirt to his house with the mindset of, I know I'll, I'll have dirt just in case I need it. But it's not a vada. It's a suffix. You don't know whether you're going to need it over Yomtev. The halacha is, mutu badam sipa. Once you set aside that dirt for use, even if it's for a suffix use, you can use it to cover the blood of a bird. You can do kisi adam. However, dam sipa, let's say you bring it into your house with the intention that this is going to be used for a vadai, for a vadai need, i.e. kisoi hadam, asur lechases batsaya. You're not allowed to use it for your suffix. It's only not muktza for things that are a vadai. Things that you didn't consider necessarily at the time that you brought the food, the, the, the dirt into your house for, it's still muktza for. That's one way to view muktza. These two guys who go down a chimney. Again, the one who's, when you have a suffix, it's still muktza for the suffix. When it's a vada use, then it's okay. However, no matter what, as long as it's set aside for a vada use, for a certain use, it's no longer muktza at all, and it's permitted to use even for a suffix use. I'm even Rav the learned in Eretz Yisrael. They said, "Pligi Bar Yosef Bar Chama Bar Av Zera." Rav Amila Rav Abrei Rav Yosef Bar Chama Bar Av Zera. Chadamar one says, "Kvi Hareu Kitzaya." The suffix kvi, we don't know what status it has, right? A behema or a chaya. It's like tzaya. It's the same suffix. We don't know whether it needs kusi adam. So too tzaya. We don't know when you bring the blood, when you bring the dirt into the house, whether you're going to need it to cover up the excrement. Chadamar no kvi in a kitzaya. The suffix of kvi. Is not like the the suffix of tzayah.
That's proof that Rabba is the one who says that a kvi is like tzaya damar Rabba, the same suffix damar Rabba hichnes afa the chasim tzaya. The person brings dirt into his house with the intent of covering up potential tzaya. Again, you don't know whether there's going to be excrement, but you bring it. You set aside just in case. It's like a suffix. Then you're allowed to cover up the dam tzipar because if it's if it's not muktzah for a suffix, it's certainly not going to be muktzah for a vaday. But dam tzipar, if you only set it aside for a vaday, it might still be uh, muktzah as far as a suffix. Asr lechasis batzaya tistayim yitakasi that this is Rava's opinion. Period. End of that. Back and forth. Okay. Rami Breder Avieva Omar. Rami, the son of Aviva, says, Kvi, Hainu Taimad Machsinon. And you have this Kvi animal, this hybrid between a Behema and a Chaya. Um, the reason why you're not allowed to cover up the blood, listen to this, it's beautiful. If you cover the blood, you're treating it like a Chaya, right? Well, guess what? You're going to have a problem. Because, Gzeru Mishimatar Aschalbon. If we tell the person to cover up the blood, People are going to treat it like a chaya. And here's the issue. There are certain fats, if found inside of a domesticated animal, are forbidden, but inside of a chaya are permitted. So meaning, a chaya, a deer, a buffalo, there's a stringency in that they need kilisoy hadam, but there's a leniency on their chaylev. We're concerned that if a person covers up the blood of a kvi, on Yom Tif, people are going to think that the chaylev is permitted to drink and permitted to eat. But it's not true, because it might very well be a behemoth. So ask the Gemara, why is this only a Yom Tif problem? If so, you should never cover up the dam of a kvi. People might come to eat the fats. Gemara says, no, because during the week, people aren't going to say it's, that you're doing it because it's a chaya. People are going to say, maybe you're just straightening up your yard, you're laying out dirt. Yeah, but it's taka still a behema, and therefore they're not going to come to eat the fence. What about if you shecht it into a ashba? Nobody ever cleans up their ashba. So over there, you should, you know, you're going to have a problem. We're telling you to cover it, but people might come to eat the fence. One says, uh, and also Balamelach Michael What if somebody comes to ask a Rav Shaila about a kvi? What is the what should the Rav respond? Says the Gemara, Ella Bechayil. Rather, you're, we're dealing with a a, um, a, a a rather in a situation where you're shechting a kvi on a regular week, and there's a major yisaid in life over here. Listen to this: when you're shechting a kvi, which we're not sure whether it needs kisiyada, we don't know how to deal with it. Or inami misafka, okay. Amri le rabbonon zil tarach vachasi. If it's during the week, you're not sure. What should we do? Is the rabbonon going to say, you know what? We we know there's a risk of people eating the fats, but you know something? It's worthwhile to be makayim the assay, the potential assay. But be yomtif, on a yomtif, imisafke. Lemaisa, we already have a suffix with a kvi. Rabbanah going to say, go put in extra exertion, which we don't like doing anyway on Yom Tif. And therefore, bottom line is, fascinating halacha, if you shech the kvi on a regular weekday, 
you're obligated to cover, you're obligated to do Kisi Adam. If you do it on Yom Tif, you don't do Kisi Adam. Why? It's called Shikol Adas. Shikol Adas, you're weighing out risks, the, the, the pros and cons here, right? What's the pro of covering the blood of a Kfi on Yom Tif? In case it's a Chaya, I got a mitzvah. What are the cons? First of all, it's exertion. Second of all, people might come to say, hey, you know, if that's a chaya, I could eat the fats. And we really don't know if that's true. So being that there's like an additional risk here of covering the blood, the chacham are going to say, you know what, just don't cover it. Don't cover it. The biggest sight in life. Biggest sight in life. When we were learning this earlier, right, we were talking about this. And that is, you know, this comes up with COVID. It comes up with many, many ways, decisions that we make. We don't know what what, what leads up to people's final decision when they come out with something, right? And, And you need to just like look at all the risk factors, the pros and the cons. And sometimes you come out one way, sometimes you come out another way. It's interesting. Like you have the same animal, but the Chacham are just like weighing out the risks over here. And they're saying, listen, Yamtif, there's a little bit of a greater risk of considering it a chaya. Don't cover it. On a regular weekday, less of a risk. The, uh, the, you, you should go ahead and cover it. Okay. Um, let's hold it over here. We're up to Tani Rev Zera. Um, this is where we got up to with the Ailam earlier today as well. On Yom Tiv, so we'll uh, we'll hold it here, and Bezas Hashem, tomorrow, um, we will pick up, uh, we'll pick up from Tony, Rabbi Zera, and uh, we'll do uh, Bez Hashem, Tavches. All right, get the nacht, get yar. What time? It's a good Shiloh. So Mincha on the Tainus, I believe is six fifty, is Mincha. So let's call 6 p.m. We'll do 6 p.m. daf, Mitzvah Shem. All right?